Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Welcome to part 5 in our series on why we must test prophets. My name is Roger Zatwebembele of the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. This is our final of five messages on what the Bible says about prophets and how we should test them. The Bible warns us repeatedly about false teachers. So as Christians, we need to take this subject seriously. We covered three tests so far and we will finish with the fourth one today. We have so far talked about the faithfulness test, which is used to examine the prophet's teaching in light of what the Bible says that the prophet's teaching must be faithful to previous revelation that God has given his church. We have looked at the fruit test, where we look at the lives of the prophets and their followers to see if they oppose the moral teaching of the scripture. How does the prophet live and behave and teach in light of the clear teaching of scripture? We have looked at the third test, which is the fulfillment test, that is aimed at verifying if the prophet's predictions about the future really come true. And now we look at the last of the tests, which is the fact test. And the fact test basically asks the question, does the prophet make factually false claims about themselves or about their work? Now, as you may already know, Christianity never asks us to ignore the facts. Quite the contrary, Christianity is a faith founded on fact especially the facts of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul stated quite frankly that if Christ had not been physically raised from the dead, then he and the other apostles who proclaimed Jesus' resurrection would have been false witnesses. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verses 15, we find Paul making that statement. In the preface to Luke's gospel, we find him emphasizing the fact that his account about Jesus was based on the testimony of eyewitnesses carefully investigated and confirmed. When Paul stood before King Agrippa in Acts to explain the gospel message, he emphasized that Agrippa knew what he was saying and that it was based on fact. He says in Acts 26 verse 26, that for the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly, for I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. Such sober truth-telling is an essential mark of a genuine prophet. Also, many stories in the Bible have been factually verified by science. For instance, many years ago, archaeologists discovered the ancient city of Jericho. The walls around the city had fallen, just like we find in the biblical accounts. By contrast, False prophets and false teachers often deal in fables or myth. Paul warns and writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. We find the apostle Peter doing the same in 2 Peter chapter 1, from verses 16. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, Paul warns the Thessalonians that deceivers might even produce counterfeit letters supposedly written by Paul and teaching false doctrine. Such fake scriptures have repeatedly been a problem in church history. A number of such texts were produced in the 2nd and 3rd centuries AD 
and many other scriptures have been written in modern times. Typically, these books make factual claims that expose them as false. They might seem very pious and may even speak warmly about Jesus. But if they are based on fiction, they cannot be the work of true prophets. So in this test of facts, we really want to see when a prophet has spoken or has produced material, whether literature or a recording, that makes certain facts that contradict the evidence of scripture. What is our logical conclusion about this person? That this person is a false prophet. By way of looking at certain examples, say, like institutions or churches, we have an example on Mormonism. Mormon missionaries will present the book of Mormon to you and testify that it is a book of scripture, just like the Bible. And by the way, when you look at the cover, it says that it is another testament of Jesus Christ. But what's the problem with this book? There is no proof, no facts from archaeology or any other source to support the book of Mormon's claims about a huge Hebrew civilization that inhabited North and South America for more than 2,000 years, as they claim. This is why Christian Bibles have maps, but the book of Mormon has none. The Mormons have two more books they call scripture. One of them, known as the Power of Great Price, has a series of drawings from ancient Egypt that Joseph Smith supposedly translated by God's power with stories about the patriarch Abraham in Egypt. But what's the problem with this book, The Power of Great Price? The problem is that Egyptologists have translated the writings and symbols in the book of Abraham, and they are simply burial documents that have nothing to do with Abraham or the Bible. Like the Book of Mormon, this Mormon scripture, The Power of Great Price, is also a fake. And then you have Branhamism, where William Branham claimed that the sun circles the earth and the earth does not rotate, and this clearly is factually wrong. He also claimed that men have less ribs than women. It is not true. Men and women both have 12 pairs of ribs. One of the most problematic failures of the fact test was Branham's description of a baptism in 1933. This was a very significant event in the beginning of his ministry. When he was baptizing people, a light supposedly descended on him, and a voice from heaven said that his message would precede the second coming of Christ. Branham claimed this event was in all the local papers. Some had it on the front page. As he told this story over the years, the details kept changing. How many were baptized? Once he said 130, then 200 to 300, then around 500, and then around 1,000 people. Also, there was only one small mention of the event in a local paper, and it was not on the front page. It said 17 people were baptized. So what exactly is the truth? The facts do not line up. And since he kept contradicting himself, and his claims could not be proven, he fails the fact test. But we have another ministry in South Africa, Hallelujah International Ministries. In February of 2019, a Congolese preacher, Aruf Lukau, video live-streamed himself, raising a man named Brighton Moyo from the dead, which later turned out to be a hoax. And there are several other stories, especially of African prophets, who have made similar and several claims, 
of great power uh, display that have turned out not to be true, that have turned out to be a hoax. And what is the conclusion? That such men are false prophets. We must remember, brothers and sisters, that true prophets pass all the tests that we have set forth. Fake prophets might pass one or two of these tests, but they won't pass all the four. For example, some self-styled prophets may outwardly live respectable moral lives, thus apparently passing the fruit test. But if they teach false doctrine, in other words, if they fail the faithfulness test, or if they produce fake scriptures or fake healings, what we are calling the fact test, they are still false prophets, even if they seem to be able to produce miracles. A true prophet of the God of the Bible, a, a, pro, a true prophet of the true God of the Bible must pass all the four tests, but a false prophet will not. If we apply these tests to anyone who claims to be a prophet, we will be able to tell true from false prophets. We will be able to know whether somebody just makes claims to be a prophet but actually has not been sent of God. We see the apostles applying some of these tests and proving men in their time who claimed to be sent of God, but actually we are not. The apostles spared nothing in exposing these false prophets and pointing out the errors and the dangers of following such prophets, and in so many ways continue to rally believers to develop biblical discernment, to be able to identify true from false, to be able to tell right from wrong, to be able to tell right from what is almost right, that being discerning people, they may be able to tell the difference and therefore may be able to defend their faith in the face of false prophets who either use the scriptures or revelations they claim to have received to mislead the many that often are undiscerning and unsuspecting. Brothers and sisters, we continue to call you to develop biblical discernment. To be diligent as you listen, as you watch, as you follow people who claim to be prophets, that you will use these tests to judge them and to identify them, and if they be false, to expose them, that many in the body of Christ may be spared the sorrows that accompany those who follow those who believe in false prophets and their messages. May God bless you. Remember, you can download our free tract, Four Ways You Can Tell True From False Prophets, at our website www.akfa.org and you will find it in the resource section under articles. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.